0: Yeah, I just, I'm like, whatever. You can think about me what you want. It's you
1: Love me, hate things. me, say what you want about me, but all of the boys and all of the girls are begging me to if you seek Amy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Love me. Okay, anyway, so. It took me years
1: to figure out how that meant fuck me. <laughs> all of a sudden I heard it at age, like, 22, and I was like, all of the boys and all of the girls are begging you to if you seek Amy?
0: Oh. When I first heard that song (laughs) I don't know what was wrong with me but I thought (laughs) she was trying to do like see you next Tuesday. (laughs) As far as like how does that spell? (laughs)
1: Also, what does all of the boys and all of the girls are begging me to-
0: Me? <laughs> I don't know. One, two, three,
1: four, Falling in love is such an easy thing to do. Let's can do it, Please yeah. can do it. Yeah Let's stop talking, Yeah let's get to it. Let's fall in love. I, yeah I guess we might just not have much to say at the top and hopefully something organically comes up at some point right yeah
0: great so yeah. today's episode okay <laughs> welcome to secret life of two Gamer American teenagers my name is yes. Aaron
1: my name is Jesse
0: and today we are going to be covering sorry I took a drink today we're gonna to be covering season 2 episode 18 let's try that again
1: Oh, you want to start from the beginning, then?
0: Yeah, let's (laughs) take it from the top. (laughs) Um, This episode is written exclusively by Brenda Hampton.
1: Oh, thank God her dirty little paws are all over this thing.
0: Fern has joined the pod.
1: It must be, like, wildcat hours, because Linus was also just, like, trying to get up here.
0: Um... This episode had 2.99 million viewers, and it aired on February 8th, 2010.
1: It sure did. It sure did.
0: I was looking at later seasons today because I was just kind of scrolling and seeing how the viewer numbers just...
1: Did they plummet?
0: Plummeted.
1: I'm glad to hear it. And... Was it a direct response to Just Say Me? (laughs)
0: it could have been Um, there is I think between season 4 and season 5 I think season 4 the season 4 finale is like June 4th or something like that and season 5 premiere is June 11th
1: oh honey so it's (laughs) literally they were just trying to burn them
0: yeah they were like (laughs) how fast can we get these out
1: like we renewed this for a fifth season but we wish we hadn't so let's just you know get these done so we can move on to fucking i'm trying to think of a show from abc family that would have come out around like 2014 or whatever or 2013
0: the fosters
1: that could be i never watched the fosters
0: me neither
1: i didn't like that they were glorifying a homosexual lifestyle i
0: know that was my that's why i didn't watch it when i was in high school i was like pretty little liars only one of the characters is (laughs) gay
1: and they definitely don't have children
0: um
1: oh gosh
0: so i miss
1: homophobia sometimes you know
0: get out of here
1: it was fun (laughs) Now, when I'm homophobic, people assume it's ironic, and it's like, no, I have a deep seated hatred inside oh my me.
0: Goodness, this weekend, I have been trying to be o- more open about my sexuality with my family. Yeah. Like, I've been out for five plus years now. Yeah. But it's, like, and very uncomfortable. And, like, uncom-
1: kudos to you for doing that.
0: <laughs> it's, like, very uncomfortable to talk about it with my family, but I've been trying to be, like, joking about it more. And so when we were in Salem, we were walking around and all these businesses had, like, gay pride flags outside. And I kept saying, like, oh, you can only eat there if you're gay. <laughs> And then we passed one and they had like the irish flag and the gay <laughs> flag and i was like well i could eat there <laughs> i love that oh um at first my mom thought i was being serious and she was like what and i was like mom do you really think is that like am i playing into like right the gay agenda yes right now where it's like you're gonna be punished for being straight
1: this is gay panic but the thing people the thing straight people don't realize is being straight is already its own punishment we don't have to do anything more yeah
0: exactly so Um, but
1: yeah speaking of uh homophobia my news story (gasps) (laughs) i just uh, this just it, it tickled me um So it really doesn't... It's not important news. It's not good news. Where's it from? It's from the New York Times. And it is... It really dates directly to the 2010s, because it just says, new role for Taylor Lautner. And it's it's discussing him being cast in the upcoming Stretch Armstrong film, which, as you may know, never materialized. Yeah. So, it's is, just a fun little...
0: Is Taylor yeah. Lautner gay? No. Oh.
1: I just said speaking of homophobia and went into Taylor Lautner, because that just felt right to me.
0: Yeah, I feel...
1: I'm just kidding. I think Taylor Lautner's maybe an ally. I don't know. Taylor He has the Lottner great line, Where gay. the hell have you
0: been, Loca?
1: Yeah, and that is gay.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, again, I did that really inspiring thing where I googled... Taylor Lautner gay and the first result that comes up is Los Angeles colon Twilight star Taylor Lautner says he is not gay
0: (laughs) (laughs) well I'm I'm happy so my biblical context is from the New York Times as well and it says do-it-yourself super ads some of the most talked about ads during the Super Bowl broadcast were those created or suggested by consumers not advertising agencies. And that really goes to show you that capitalism is so insidious that they'll have you being exploited, but it'll be in a fun way of, like, a competition. Yeah. Like, ooh, your commercial idea could be in the Super Bowl, but you won't get any money for it. Yeah. Woohoo. Anyway, some real, you know... Yeah, I think in two thousand ten I was probably still trying to be a pick me girl and was probably watching the Super Bowl. I gave that up in college.
1: Oh, you mean the superb owl? (laughs) Yeah, the
0: superb owl.
1: (laughs) Aren't I quirky and
0: fun? (laughs) Yeah, let's get. Speaking of
1: lonely and didn't have friends, who are we and what are we doing here?
0: Jesse, we've already introduced ourselves. We're starting the episode now.
1: Oh, sorry. This looks like water, but this is straight vodka. So I guess I was just a little confused.
0: Oh, I'm happy for you. So we start in the school hallway. Um, Madison, Lauren, and Amy are talking, and yeah. the drama in the Jurgens household is that Anne will not stay unless George agrees to go to therapy with Anne.
1: Which is like such an easy compromise, right? Like it's so simple
0: for real. And Madison immediately offers her two cents that she does not think that. George will go to therapy. Yeah. Um, We find out that Jimmy hasn't called Amy. Amy is, like, not that worried because she's like, we don't talk every day, you know. And Madison and Lauren, you know, quickly are like, ooh, girl, let me make you feel insecure. Jesse and Jack call us all the time.
1: Yeah, and they're like, but this isn't a long-distance relationship, so maybe it's different, which is like, First of all, is two hours long distance, who can say? Second of all, I would argue that in a long distance relationship, you should be calling more than in yeah. a relationship where you see each other five days of the week, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ask, they're like, was Jimmy a bad kisser? And he's like, no. And they're like, oh.
1: Oh, so, so that means.
0: You were a bad kisser? Um, and Amy's mad, so she kind of, like, leaves them. Which then- I
1: get. I, that would piss me off if someone situated that I'm a bad kisser. Because, like, sometimes the truth hurts is what people need to remember. And, like, you know, bad kissing Hive doesn't need to be reminded that we're bad kissers. You yeah. know? We remind ourselves every time that there's a tongue in our mouth. And we don't know what to do with it.
0: Yeah, it was really weird last weekend when we were making out. And we had to have this conversation.
1: What the hell? You said this was between us. You said this wouldn't leave the room. <laughs> so I'm just confused <laughs> while you're bringing it up.
0: I just, I thought it, I think it's important to be open and honest with our listeners that Jesse and I are in a monogamous relationship. He does Wait. cheat on me every day.
1: I was just going to say, you think, like, <laughs> I, I wasn't aware that this was monogamous. Well,
0: it's because you pr- practice unethical non monogamy. And so I'm yes. under the assumption that we're in a monogamous relationship. And every yeah. day I am disappointed to find out.
1: Yeah, I'm just like a man about town. You know, I've got like three dicks in my mouth a week, <laughs> sometimes at once. Um,. <laughs> So, I, I'm able to unhinge my jaw like a snake if you were wondering how that <laughs> works. Um,
0: so, okay, so Amy leaves Madison and Lauren and, a, like, Adrian comes up to her in the hallway. Hey there, girlfriend. I love when Adrian calls people girlfriend.
1: Yes. Well, you just love it because it's you think it's going to be lesbian. Hinted. I do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um and adrian is like if you're really stressed about jimmy why don't you just be the one to call him
1: adrian does not understand traditional gender roles and i think that's beautiful oh
0: for sure um we'll hear madison's thoughts on gender roles later hell yeah i love that (laughs) um (laughs) so amy is like adrian leave me the fuck alone And she runs away and then Adrian catches up with Ricky and apparently there's this plan for Adrian's parents to meet Ricky's parents and Ricky is, like, iffy about it.
1: Yeah, and Adrian's, like, all excited because this is going to be the first time she meets Ricky's parents. And, like, it just... It makes me really sad that he's still, like, ducking this relationship in every way, shape, or form when she's, like, fully devoted to it and, like...
0: Oh my god, I literally dated someone in this past year Mm. and they were very upfront with me and they were like listen when people get too close I push them away yeah and I'm aware of that and then we I got too close and they pushed me away and I was like um this is literally your shit that you're aware of
1: yeah if you're aware of it I'm not gonna chase you well that's the thing like at some point you have to take responsibility
0: yeah like if you're aware of this like you have to put the work in for it not to be a thing like i'm not gonna
1: chase you because like that's always kind of the weirdest thing to me when people like tell me their flaws that they're perfectly aware of but they've made no effort to change it's always kind of like okay so then why like do you think maybe this is a cause for like reflection of why you do these things Mm -hmm. especially if you know they're negative and you act like it's a big hassle to you that you do them but you are in direct control or at least you have the ability to at least, like, work on them potentially? Like, what do you want me to do with this information? Because this is something that you need to take care of. Yeah. And if I can help you, I will, but, like, I'm not going to do the work for you.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And I can, like, offer you grace, but if you go to break up with me, I'm not going to be like, no, don't break up with me. Yeah. I'm going to be, like, bummed. I'm going to be like, well... Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. So, Ricky, this episode's for you. Listen up.
1: Yeah, Ricky, time's up, okay? You are done. You are canceled.
0: Yeah. So, we go to Amy crying in the band room. It is sad. They I don't actually... like these sad girl hours for Amy. She well, needs I just... to ha- have a weekend in the Hamptons with her girls, let me tell you.
1: She truly Okay, I'm I made a joke about this last time, but she truly does need to just say me cuz that was the only time she was ever happy was immediately in the aftermath, you know. That's true.
0: We're starting a go fund me for Amy to get a vibrator.
1: Oh my god. Can you <laughs> this would be an entirely different show. They wouldn't be able to have a show cuz there'd be no conflict. No. Amy would just be happy.
0: <laughs> so Ricky enters the band room and she asks Ricky if he thinks that she's a good kisser and immediately he's like oh my god he never called right that sucks like you're a great kisser
1: that actually like for all of ricky's shittiness he almost tries to be a good person in this scene and then again like throws it down the drain right at the end right Um, because
0: he's like you want to practice
1: yeah but like
0: has to know
1: just stop first of all ricky like and that really undercuts the really good thing he says right before or like good in my opinion where he's like everyone's a good kisser you know like you just need practice like you just need confidence like as long as you know everyone's having a good time it doesn't matter your technique mm-hmm. um and then he immediately goes into like but i but i could help you practice i could teach you a few things um <laughs> Because I'm sure you didn't learn from Ben anything other than Mm -hmm. bad habits. Which, Mm -hmm. that's the only reason I'm glad he went down that road so we could deliver that sick burn.
0: Yeah. Ricky really does love to take advantage of a vulnerable girl.
1: Oh, nothing pleases him more.
0: So, we go to the theme.
1: And we immediately come back and are greeted by our queen, Mayim Bialik.
0: Yeah, Dr. Bink is busy. She's putting up some mother-daughter dance posters. These posters reek. Graphic design is my passion.
1: Yes, they're so funny. Um, Also, a mother-daughter dance. Interesting to me. Interesting that a school is putting on even a daddy-daughter dance. That's really more of a church's domain, usually. Or did your school I, have?
0: I my elementary school had a father daughter dance.
1: Okay, yeah, but that makes sense to me. Um, but not my. High not school. a full ass high school, you know.
0: My high school, we didn't really have dances to begin with.
1: Like I'm so sorry.
0: No, no one went to them. Like we had prom, oh. we didn't, we didn't have a homecoming dance, and there was like a freshman sophomore formal, but no one went to them, and like. They weren't really missed, yeah. Because we were having very fun events that weren't school regulated, like bonfires in the woods where people drank and smoked weed.
1: So I was a Christian, so I guess I didn't really experience those things. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because our school was so sports focused. That's the th-
1: like our school was also sports focused, but ours was also a very tiny school.
0: Yeah. I mean, our school was relatively small, too. I don't know what it was. What's your graduating
1: cla- what's your graduate what's your graduating class size? Had,
0: I graduated with like two hundred.
1: okay, I graduated with sixty.
0: but I think also what it might have been is that half of our school was like a regional agriculture school, and so that like, half of our students were yeah. coming from like some were coming from towns up to like forty five minutes away,
1: okay, yeah. I will say our school, because it was athletic focused, a lot of people didn't start drinking or doing drugs until either their season was done or they were done with school. You know, like when their last season ended, senior year, that's when they started partying because they weren't going to miss anything. Everyone was very afraid of the athletic code.
0: Yeah, we had, I don't know, we had other fun events like every year the NHS would put on an all night volleyball marathon.
1: That sounds actually super fun.
0: And so you would sleep over in the school and form, like, teams. And if you got a space for your team with, like, an outlet, you would bring, like, a TV and, like, a Wii or, like, a PlayStation or something. That's so fun. Um, And then there were, like, volleyball games. There was a volleyball tournament all night long. I love this. So that was, like, super fun. But, yeah. Um...
1: Anyway, back to Bink.
0: No mother-daughter dances.
1: Yeah. That's, it's a concept that no one's heard of, including anyone in this show. Yeah, you Um, could not
0: catch me dead anywhere with my mother in high school. But that's,
1: that's exactly what Dr. Wilhelmina Bink is trying to combat.
0: That's true.
1: Um, Also, before we even get into this, I do have to say, this was the first time where I'm like, okay, maybe she's not like a completely incompetent counselor and terrible person no this ep no
0: no i'm agreeing with you
1: oh okay i thought you were like no she sucks in this episode and i was I like mean, oh i thought she actually like kind of did her job more than any other counselor we've seen at this school
0: oh for sure like the bar is so low that like she's yeah. you know rising above it but yeah. i think she that's the thing we had no a football on coach show... and a literal
1: cop before yeah. her so
0: no one on this show has any um concept of boundaries which no. continues with her
1: Yeah, but anyway, she's putting up the poster. Grace rushes in and needs, like, a signature on a slip because she's late.
0: Yes, and Dr. Bink kind of, like, starts waxing poetic about the mother-daughter dance and how she says that, you know, they're always interesting and usually fun. So she's, like, fully, like, this is, like, a research project for her. She wants to see the drama.
1: Yeah, and she's, like, I do like what she says, too, where it's like, you know, father-daughter dance are played out to death, Mm -hmm. but this is a time for people to be with their mothers, and, like, she starts listing all the reasons that, like, it's important to be with your mother and not, like, as she says, not be with one of your friend's mothers, who you may like better at this age, Mm -hmm. which made me giggle, because high school is, like, the time of latching on to your one friend's, like, really kind mother and just deciding that they're also a mother figure to you
0: definitely
1: i had like three surrogate mothers throughout oh, high yeah. school just that not even that my like my mom was a very good mother i would say for the most part at that point probably um <laughs> but like how you many see,
0: qualifiers can you put on that well, statement not i just mean like yeah
1: like i i approve Parenting of what she queer did. kids
0: when you're a christian
1: yes especially when you don't know that they're queer <laughs> yeah um, so like, I think with all the information she was given and like, I think she did a pretty good job for the situation that she was in, which also was like complicated by like mental illness and such.
0: Yeah.
1: Of my, so- not hers, mine. <laughs> um, Yeah. but I just know like anytime I would see like a mother with a different mothering style, I would kind of latch onto them to, you know, like mm-hmm. some of them that were like even some that, like, looking back now, I don't think I would like them if I met them now, or I would disagree with a lot of their stances, because I was also in, like, heavy Republican country. hmm And I'm kind of glad that I never knew some of those mothers during the Trump years.
0: For sure, yeah.
1: But it just made me giggle that she pointed it out, because I'm like, yeah, that may- maybe that is a universal experience that you, like, latch on to some random other mother as a mother figure at that age. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I kind of did it with teachers,
1: too. Oh, for sure. English teacher? A
0: health oh. teacher? Like, a did father you, figure? That's weird.
1: Yeah. there was, Did you see, there was, like, a recent study that said, like, nine out of ten gay people had a strong bond with their English teacher? For sure.
0: I had strong bonds with my English teachers, but not in, like, a mothering type of way.
1: That's the thing. I really, it was more of almost like a friendship mentorship sort of situation yeah. like to the point where i still talk to my one english teacher every now and then and like she's been
0: yeah lovely, I went out for...
1: especially since like coming out and stuff like she's just great
0: yeah i went out for coffee with my one english teacher that i was really close with and then he was like i wrote a book will you read it for me and i read his book and it was really bad oh no and then i was like i literally can never see you again because oh Shit, is that why you haven't talked to me for the last couple months since I gave you my manuscript? (laughs) No. Okay, anyway, so... Grace... Okay, so Grace is upset about Jeff and her mom, but we don't get any more details than that, and apparently this is where we find out it's been a year since her dad died. I don't know if that's, like, exact. She could be rounding up and... Grace yeah. says that she wouldn't want to go to the dance with her mother And she's like if you're not going to help me with this Fucking late slip I'll go Write it myself
1: Yeah and then you know Dr. Bink's like I still need to sign it
0: Mm-hmm. So then she enters Her office and Madison is In there waiting for her and she's like This dance is so Inconsiderate I don't have a mom
1: Yeah think about all the kids Who have mothers lost to death Or divorce or career
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and Bank is like, um, did your dad remarry? And Madison's like, that's literally not important. Yeah. I call her my wicked stepmother. He calls her Emily.
1: Madison's so
0: dramatic. She really is. Madison hates her stepmother. And so <laughs> Dr. Bink goes, so you're close? <laughs> and Madison goes, are you mocking me? Dr. Bank? just testing your sense of humor about this. And Madison says that the woman ruined her life. And Dr. Bink is like, I don't think I'd give anyone that power. And Madison goes, didn't that kid you took to the dance ruin your life?
1: And she has like a very healthy response, which she's like, no, that was my decision. Mm -hmm. So he did not ruin my life. And even that event didn't ruin my life, frankly.
0: Yeah. Um, Dr. Bink slides some chocolates over to Madison to get her to talk. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and she's. And this also reveals why I didn't like her so much. Um, (laughs) She trained in France, apparently. Yeah,
0: she got her undergrad in France, and she goes. I'd offer you wine and a cigarette, but they're not good for you.
1: That's so funny. Um, no, this again is where I'm like, damn it, she might be actually decent at her job compared to the other hacks that have been in this office. Yeah. Um. I also would like to take this opportunity to apologize to um, our less than 1% of listeners who do hail from France. Um, I know I'm hard on you all, but I do, you know, I don't hold it against you that you're French. I love you anyway.
0: I just took that personally. Good. Good so thank you for that apology anyway okay back to this back to this so Uh, Lauren enters the office she's been sent to go get Madison and Lauren doesn't want to go to the dance because her dad would get jealous of her mom apparently her dad is not only like a therapist he also works with families and he's also a...
1: a best selling author
0: yeah unfortunately
1: On what? How to offer to beat the shit out of your clients in a public forum?
0: For real. Um, Professional boundaries? What are they? (laughs) Never heard of them. Why don't you need them?
1: Yes. Um, It's just like... It's like one of those, like, Killing Lincoln or Killing Jesus books, but it's just Killing HIPAA.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, Then Amy enters the office... Because she's been sent to get both of them now for a pop quiz.
1: So quickly after the teacher sent Lauren. Like, did not give Lauren the chance to find Madison.
0: She's like, that fucking bitch isn't going to do shit. Yeah. Um, Madison then tells Dr. Bink about Amy's family drama, about how, like, Mim, you know, Mimsy's sick and, like, her dad's not going to go to therapy. And Dr. Bink is like, oh, well, why doesn't George see Lauren's dad?
1: because of professional boundaries perhaps i don't know
0: because that yeah that would be a bad situation
1: like i don't think you're you're not supposed to know your therapist or their family outside of therapy right
0: not really
1: unless you can like unless there's no way around it
0: Mm-hmm.
1: when i and went Lauren's to my first like, counselor i had to list off every like connection i might have to her to make sure that there was no overlap
0: oh for sure um, and Lawrence has this line. She says, he's a professional and he won't repeat anything. Okay, sure, Lauren.
1: Sure, Lauren. Aren't you the one who blabbed to everyone that Ricky was sexually abused because you heard it from your father?
0: No, she heard it from Ricky told her. Himself.
1: Oh, that's right. I just assumed it was him because that was the same episode where he offered to beat the shit out of Ricky.
0: Yeah, but I'm thinking about that time when, you know... Ken, you know, just shares stuff about Ricky to, um, to
1: Anne. Yes, that's actually, that's the real one, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been enough instances of him not being a professional that it's laughable to hear him call oh, a professional in this forum. For also sure. Also him, like, straight up taking Adrian on as a client, um... Oh, yeah. After she said she knew Ricky or whatever, or, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... So, Grace then enters the office, she does need her late slip signed, and she kind of blows up at Amy and everyone else in the office and, like, storms out. Yeah. And then, (laughs) Adrian, do you have a line? What? Do you have a line?
1: What are you You saying?
0: You were laughing, like, did you have a line you wanted to mention?
1: Oh, I was just giggling because it's just it's you know it's really it's nice to see these queens supporting queens you know
0: <laughs> adrian catches grace in the hallway and grace blows up at adrian too she like, kind of shoves her and she's like i don't want to talk get away
1: yeah for me. i wish i'd never talked to you about this and it's like grace babe what's going on
0: yeah amy and her friends come out of the office and ask adrian what's up with grace and adrian's like i honestly don't know yeah so then we just, school's over. We're in the Bowman kitchen with Kathleen and Grace. And apparently, what's happening is Jeff and Kathleen are thinking about getting married.
1: Yeah, they've talked about it a few times.
0: Yeah. And Grace is like, it is way too soon. I don't feel great about this.
1: Yes. And Kathleen's like, well, you know, it does, like, studies show that, like, people who are widowed tend to remarry quickly.
0: Or not, as you would say.
1: You need to shut your damn mouth. <laughs> no, but that's actually, that's what I was thinking. Like, I didn't have the study to back it up, but that was directly what I was thinking. Like, most of the widowed people in my life um, remarried rather quickly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which makes sense to me.
0: For sure.
1: Like, if you, if you're used to somebody and then they're kind of taken from you...
0: I feel like especially if you have children.
1: Yes, for sure. Because you kind of, not only do you want someone to fill in the role in your, like, the hole in your life, kind of, but also, like, the gap of parenting mm-hmm. experience. I mean, that's why there's so many fictional characters who hate their step-parents, because their parents married someone quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, because they wanted a adult, you know.
0: My, my favorite Hallmark movie. Love Comes Softly.
1: Oh my god. Um,
0: Katherine Heigl's in it.
1: Oh no. Was this um after she was labeled a bitch and couldn't get any work in Hollywood?
0: No, that this was before, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, good for her. She, like, moves to the prairie because this father with a young daughter, his wife had died and so she had never met him before and she moves to the prairie to marry him. Or, like, she's on her way, she's on the Oregon Trail and her husband dies so Whoa. the two of them get married she's pregnant with her husband's baby they get married
1: oh wow so this is like an old-timey movie
0: oh my god yeah that movie is so good <laughs> that's our next podcast
1: okay <laughs> if we talk about there's that whole one for a series. podcast we have to do um to be fat like me starring kaylee cuoco <laughs> afterwards
0: short. no there's a whole series I think there's, like, eight or nine movies in this, theory, in this
1: series. Is Catherine Heigl in all of them?
0: No. I, sh- I think she's only in the first two.
1: Did they kill her off?
0: I mean, yeah. Or do they, they just they, like, replace go her? The gener- they go through the generations.
1: Oh, okay. Does yeah. it eventually get to modern day?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Well, that's dumb then. <laughs> I only consume media from the 21st century or later.
0: <laughs> so... Okay, whatever. Let's stay on track so we can be done with this. Yeah, let's
1: get... I'm sick of this episode.
0: Okay, then we go to Adrian and Cindy in their kitchen. Yes. They're talking about Grace's mom getting remarried, and Cindy is like, personally, I don't have any judgment for Kathleen, because I would hate to be judged. And that's why our wedding's going to be small, because I don't want, like, Ruben's family to say things about me.
1: Which, this is Ruben's fourth marriage by now. (laughs) What could they possibly have to say against Cindy?
0: i mean she did kind of ruin his last marriage
1: i would argue that's more on adrian (laughs) his marriage was fine until she showed up out of the blue
0: um so we go from oh adrian says to cindy that you know she asked if ricky's parents would meet her parents but he's being weird about that We go immediately to the butcher shop where
1: finally we see Ricky's mom again.
0: Thank God.
1: I've missed her.
0: um, Yeah, and immediately she's like, Of course I'll meet Adrian's parents. I would love to meet Adrian's parents. Yeah. She loves him so much.
1: She loves him so much. And it makes me really sad that he's kind of like
0: Uh he's kind of trying to do a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um but she tells him that everything's gonna be fine. She's like, "Listen, I know you. I know you're kind of probably freaking out about this, but everything's gonna be fine. Even though, like, you and Adrian are getting closer. Yeah, don't push her away." And she leaves, and Ben is like, "Was that an angry customer?" And Ricky's like, "No, asshole. That's my fucking mom."
1: Yeah, and of he- course. Of course, Ben needs to go on Z way because of course he sees a black <laughs> woman and he assumes that she's angry. It's true So Who would have thought the sausage kingdom Has a caste system
0: I mean me but
1: Yeah actually
0: Um Ricky has this line he says Because Ben is like who was that And he goes my mom She's my foster mom but she's my mom And I was like
1: That's like he obviously like He loves her As well as he can But it just, it's like, it's so, it's so sad. Like, he doesn't want anyone in his life to
0: meet his parents. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and vice versa. Yeah. So Ricky tells Ben that he pushes people away when they get close. And I said, same baby. (laughs) 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 Um... No, what I do instead of doing that is that I just incessantly share things with people telling myself it's vulnerability while keeping myself extremely guarded. I tell people only things that I have deemed are safe to tell them.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm terrified of commitment, intimacy, um close friendship, anything that involves like you know, getting close to people as Ricky yeah. says.
0: This has been Secret Life of Two Gay People Who Need to Go to Therapy.
1: <laughs> I'm Jesse. That's Erin. And if you'd like to fund Jesse's therapy, um, please subscribe to our Patreon because Jesse has not been to therapy in like two years.
0: Yeah.
1: And you can, if you've listened to a single episode of this show, you know a bitch needs it.
0: Yeah, I keep telling him that I'm going to break up with him if he doesn't go to therapy.
1: Yeah, and I keep on saying I don't want to let a stranger into my life like yeah, that. Like, anything... Who knows me better than me, really?
0: It's so frustrating. Okay, anyway, so, so Ben tells Ricky about how him and Grace have been getting to know each other, but they kind of plateaued because, like, she kind of got weird. And Ricky mentions that, like, oh, it's probably because Grace's mom is getting engaged. And Ben wasn't aware he's like oh i've been too busy to call her and ricky kind of calls him out about that and
1: it's funny for all of ricky's bullshit he's also the only one who calls out ben for his separate but equal bullshit
0: for sure and he calls him out again he's like let me guess now that you are able to go out with grace the challenge is gone and therefore the interest is also gone
1: I, I, in a sick, sick way I do get that mm-hmm. there have been certain people where so, like, the allure of dating them was so much more interesting than actually dating them, I hate to say but then again, you're honest in the, sure. in the relationship then if you're a decent
0: person yeah Um. Ricky warns Ben about Jack, about how he might you know, try to go after Grace again, I guess yeah so then we go to Ashley in her bedroom. She's sitting with Robbie, and George enters the room. He's like, What's the update? Give me, you know, what's going on.
1: Yeah, give me the skinny on the lowdown.
0: So apparently, Anne is just like slaving away in the kitchen. Yeah, making
1: like potentially weeks to months worth of meals so that they have food to eat when she leaves again.
0: Yeah and George tells Ashley that he doesn't want to go to therapy and Ashley's like I think you should go to therapy because it's really weird how you fucking divide our family into teams even though you yes. want us to be like united
1: I love like, that it... Ashley recognizes how old the fuck this is
0: Oh for sure get her in therapy please
1: Yeah I think the whole family could use a group session
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Sorry, our connection's like weird. So I think I might have talked over you or you might have talked. I don't know what just happened.
0: No, no, no worries. I hope it gets better. Thank you. I Um, I hope it gets better too. (laughs) He says that the good families divide the parents versus the kids. Sure. Sure. Um, and Ashley's like if all you have to do to get your family back is to go to therapy why wouldn't you do it
1: she is making so many points here and like she almost redeems herself in my eyes just for these arguments
0: mm-hmm. and George says that no one knows George better than him and no one knows Anne better than Anne. so if they can't work out their issues they shouldn't be worked out I'm a grown man I don't need to talk to another grown man
1: that's wild to me, because, like, anyone with any sort of problems ever, like, an outside perspective does a world of good in 90% of situations.
0: For sure.
1: Sometimes knowing yourself so well is why you're in that problem, because mm-hmm. you know how to accommodate yourself so that you don't feel bad about the shitty things you do.
0: Yeah. Um, George takes Robbie from... Ash's bedroom into the kitchen where Amy is, and Amy practically begs him to go see Lauren's dad. Yes. And George is like it's just a personal opinion. Like, I'm against it. Like again, like you don't agree with therapy as a concept? Like yeah, you, you don't you... think it should exist. He is fighting to ban therapy. Yeah. I think what happened is Donovan was telling him about conversion therapy. And how harmful it is.
1: And he got confused. Yeah. That makes sense to me, actually. Yeah, yeah. Someone should get in there and tell him that it's a different thing. I think that's really... I'm glad you made that joke, because I was about to, and I was like, I don't know if that's okay to say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Amy takes Robbie from... George
1: to go change his diaper because Ashley never does it. Yes, because Sister Ashley usually doesn't change the diapers because Sister Ashley's a bad sister, even to the baby sibling.
0: For sure.
1: But Amy also says something, like, really heartbreaking, where she's like, yeah, you might as well go get dinner with, you know, Lauren's dad because otherwise... You have to do what we've been doing, which is taking our meals to our separate rooms and pretending we don't remember what it was like to eat together, which yeah. was the saddest thing i like I was not expecting to feel something during this show of all things.
0: Oh my god, I know i I wrote that down too, and I said, "This is so sad.
1: It was truly heartbreaking uh-huh.
0: And from there we go to Lauren in her bedroom with her dad where she's kind of, like, explaining all the drama.
1: Yes, and, like, begging him to go see George socially, but kind of for work. Which, like, I get why he doesn't want to do this. They're basically asking him to do unpaid labor with George, of oh, all people. Yeah. It's not like it's a pleasant person to be around. It's it's George.
0: Yeah. And Lauren did... So ken's phone rings and lauren gave george his personal cell phone number which is just like the worst well
1: what i'm thinking too is if they do this like social you know hang that basically disqualifies him from being their therapist right
0: yeah i mean i've gone out to lunch with my therapist before but that
1: was was that like explicitly within the bounds of like a counseling session or not? Nah? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like different to me, I guess.
0: Yeah. I. Yeah.
1: Also, I guess I guess this more comes into play when we see what they talk about during. Oh their, yeah, exactly. During their dinner, I might yeah. have gotten myself a little ahead of myself with that comment.
0: But um they are going to go out to dinner in an hour at Jeff's restaurant.
1: So we finally have a name for single restaurant in town.
0: Yeah. And, and of course, they couldn't give it a character's name that we don't already know. Kathleen yeah. is dating a Jeff, and we couldn't give the restaurant's name another.
1: I'm just, I don't, like, they could have done anything, like, the Withered Vine, or, like, the Burden Bee, or something. You know, like, they had yeah. room to grow, and they're like, Jeff's.
0: Mm-hmm. Lauren's mother walks in...
1: And the surfers—they really yes. fill out the cast this episode when it comes to parents,
0: for sure. Um, she says that Ken needs to open up, and Lauren's mom and her dad have a little bit of conflict. And then they talk about the mother-daughter dance because they need to switch weekends with the kids. And he's like, "Okay, fine." He doesn't seem like he's like super jealous.
1: I was gonna say like this seemed like a pretty simple thing, and Lauren kind of made it seem like it was gonna trigger some sort of domestic Armageddon, you know. Yeah.
0: So then we go to the Jurgens kitchen. Anne is mad because George is going to dinner, not therapy.
1: Yeah, which fair for her to be mad about that?
0: Yeah, and you know, George is like, well, you know, like you and I can figure it out. And Anne says that it's too big and that they need help sorting it out. And my note is, why are they in conflict again? I don't understand. Like, everything seemed good.
1: I think it's truly because he saw her, or she saw him with a woman. Um,
0: But she said kind of like, when he went up to visit her she was like oh we have all this stuff to work out and i understand it's because molly ringwald gave birth to twins like in real <laughs> life and she probably wanted yeah. some time off but they literally could have just been like she's taking care of her mother and not had all of this conflict in the script that's so confusing like i don't understand
1: what's well, happening Well, what like any conflict that they have was kind of resolved last season at the end
0: yeah. And it's, it's very
1: weird that they're like, just, they've kind of thrown it in again. Because it was also yeah. resolved again in the middle of this season. And then mm-hmm. it just unresolved itself because George asked a question that Anne herself didn't know the answer to, really.
0: Yeah.
1: So it really, it's, it's kind of... This storyline feels like it should have been at the end of last season.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's um, weird
1: and... But again, like, they obviously have had issues in their marriage forever it makes perfect sense that she wants counseling even outside of this storyline and i think i hate the way george acts during the scene where he kind of just steamrolls every concern that she has
0: yeah because she says you know she's like i don't know if i should come home and he's like you should boom resolved yeah and she's like are we like should we stay divorced? Should we get married again? And he's like, get married again. Boom, resolved.
1: It's like, that's Um, not how conflict resolution works, George.
0: And she says that she wants to forget everything and start over again. And I like, but she can't do that. And George says that he's willing to take the chance on them if Anne is, but he can't guarantee her like a happy ending. And he says this, which I think is a good point. And he says, do you really love me? Because I get the feeling you're waiting for me to say something here or in therapy that gives you the excuse to leave again.
1: Yes. and
0: Which I think, she, it does really feel like she's, like, testing him, which is not what you do in a relationship.
1: Yeah. But then she has a line that makes me kind of sad again. Where she's like, no, honestly, I'm waiting for you or for Amy or for Ashley or for anyone um to like give me a reason to stay so we're finding out she's feeling very like unloved and unneeded apparently
0: yeah i don't love that she puts that i wrote that down too and i, I don't just, that's a lot to put on your kids
1: it is but also this was like it got to me because i think this is the first time in this series that molly ringwald has started acting
0: mm. uh,
1: <laughs> and her delivery of it made me be like wow Anne." i understand you're feeling very unappreciated and i also get it because like literally five episodes ago your one daughter was like why would anyone ever want to spend any time with mom she sucks yeah your husband has been like unfaithful and ashley like never acts like she likes you yeah so like i also i kind of get it and her delivery made me be like wow this is powerful but when i think about what she actually said it's like yeah that's kind of unfair
0: yeah we go to ricky and adrian at adrian's house And she's so excited to meet his parents. And he's like, it's not a big deal. Just, like, stop.
1: It's like it is a big deal, Ricky. And it's a big deal to her. And please stop trying to make her... (sighs) Ricky sucks.
0: And he says that he's going back over to Amy's because they need to talk. Even though, like, John's already in bed. And Adrian's jealous. And she's like, you know, he's not with that guy anymore. And Ricky's like, yeah, that'll keep happening over and over again, (laughs) which is like,
1: that's really kind of of a backhanded. Yeah. It's very funny, but like really rude. And also, this is the one time where Adrian's jealousy makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah, because he's, yeah
1: because it is like another every time they reach like a landmark in their relationship where like she's feeling really secure he does something to jeopardize it yeah so like i get her trepidation about him going over by a newly single amy
0: yeah so he leaves and adrian texts ashley and ashley just responds by calling her and they talk about jimmy and how he never called And also, Grant never called Ashley.
1: Good, Ashley. Honestly, you're better off for it.
0: And Ashley kind of, like, invalidates Adrian's, you know, suspicion that Ricky and Amy are gonna get together.
1: Kind of the Ashley special at this point, is someone opens up about a valid fear, and Ashley's like, you're stupid, that's dumb.
0: And my next note is that Detective Adrian puts together that there was something in the purse that scared Jimmy.
1: (laughs) Yes, and Ashley kind of, like, realizes what it probably was and quickly hangs up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So then we go to Madison's room. And her dad and stepmom enter.
1: We meet another set of parents.
0: Yes. And... They shower Madison with compliments. And I said, this is the devil, Madison? Like, you hate this
1: woman? She is so sweet. And, like, she just seems friendly and nice. And, like, she just wants to have a relationship. It really, it reminds me of Stepmom starring um, Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon.
0: Mm. Um... Madison's dad's name is Morgan. Not really important, but I thought it was, you know, fun fact.
1: Does Madison have a last name?
0: (laughs) Yes, but I can't remember what it is. Okay. Madison says that she needs help with algebra, and Morgan is like, oh, well, Emily can help you. And he pieces out and then Emily's like I actually am not good at algebra I lied just because I wanted to like have a conversation with you and Madison's like I also lied I don't need help with algebra I really need help with Jack and apparently Emily overheard Lauren and Madison talking about you know
1: Jack's little bologna special that um, Madison's been cooking up for Jack
0: yeah and she goes Oh, God, you didn't tell my dad, did you? <laughs> no. And Emily's like, oh, God, of course not. I used to be a daughter. Like, I get it. Emily's
1: cool as hell, honestly. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know why it's taken them this long to talk, because, like, she's, she's awesome.
0: And I love... I have a note, and I said Madison is so lovable in, like, a chaotic way. She's just, like, yes. a mess.
1: Yes. That's the thing. I think the turning point for madison for me i'm realizing was the episode where she like in season one where like she runs in like tries to tell jack something jack doesn't know who she is and she's like i'm madison we've met several times remember and then she like talks through stuff and she's like i think maybe i talk so much because my dad doesn't give me attention or something you know and like she goes on about that and she's like i've had a breakthrough yeah, That episode for me is where everything started to turn around for Madison And I started to love her And it definitely is just the chaos
0: Yeah But like the so chaotic, good.
1: chaotic good, you know
0: Hmm. Madison is like I don't really want to talk about Jack I want to talk about guys and boyfriends There I go lying again I do that in awkward situations Ugh. She really wants to ask if Emily Dated her dad before her mom died
1: this was actually really, like, this also touched me. I'm like, oh, yeah. Lord, like, I understand now why she's had such hostility towards Emily if, like, she's had that sneaking suspicion this whole time.
0: Yeah. Especially if your mom, like, dies. That's such a. Well, that's a thing. Like, a divorce, I feel like you can kind of cope with that a little bit.
1: Yeah, but when the mother dies and so soon after there's another person, it's just like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: was the, When did this start?
0: Mm-hmm. But we find out that they met after. And Emily asks, she's like, so that's why you hated me for the last four years? And Madison <laughs> says, oh no, there's lots of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to oh, and oh. also during this conversation com- also during this conversation with between Madison and Emily, Madison keeps declining calls on her phone.
1: Yes. I, I love this conversation with Emily, because too like when madison's like oh no there's lots of reasons and like then emily's like oh you don't need to tell me if you don't want to and madison's like no no i want to tell you i'd like to tell you i think it would be good to tell you and she just keeps on insisting that like no i need to tell you all the reasons i hated you yeah it's so funny
0: and then we go to jack's bedroom he's sitting with reverend stone and he tried to call madison to break up with her So he's like, I tried to do the right thing, so now I'm just going to ghost her.
1: And you know what? He's right to do it. (laughs) I agree Uh, with him. He tried. He doesn't need to be a decent person anymore.
0: And his mom enters, and she's like, (laughs) I think you should date Madison instead of Grace. Madison is so fun. Grace is so serious. Don't go with me. Go with fun. You're 17.
1: Jack's mom, for her first appearance, she comes in so hot.
0: Oh my god, for real, because then she's like, to her husband, she's like, you know, this is a difficult decision for him. He's yes. between oral sex with a hot redhead or going all the way with a mixed-up blonde.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, this is immediately, I know, like, this woman is wild. Where has she been this whole time?
0: This is a pastor's wife?
1: Yes, that's the thing. This is And this isn't even like a youth pastor's smoking hot wife. This is the pastor's wife, you know? Mm-hmm if uh, i would kill for a pastor's wife like this right but that's you know what he's not your typical pastor either though he was like dropping acid and confusing the ocean for a parking lot so that's
0: true <laughs> so then we go to ben's bedroom leo comes in to say good night and leo's very cutely excited about his wedding to betty yeah We find out that Ben is, like, a little bit anxious about Grace because, like, he hasn't heard from her. And, you know, it's probably not a good idea for him to bring Grace to the wedding because she's having some anxiety around weddings right now. And Leah's just like, oh, well, Betty put, you know, Kathleen and Tom and Grace on her guest list because, you know, she knows Tom.
1: Yeah. They've kept in touch.
0: And Ben heard that Grace's mom might be getting engaged. He heard this from Ricky.
1: That's what I also noticed during throughout the like during the course of this episode, um, much like everyone all the kids need to be doing the same thing in every episode, in this episode, every adult is either getting married or maybe getting married. Mm-hmm. And it's a little more subtle than some of their like, you know, school fundraisers, but like all of a sudden it jumps out at you and you're like, wow, they really they couldn't just have one parent getting married on the show they had to show the like effects of three parents remarrying
0: mm-hmm yeah they love a theme
1: they love a theme oh my gosh a late motif if you will
0: for real Leo tells Ben to stop competing with Ricky because they're friends now and then Ben says that he can't stop thinking about Amy okay. <sighs> We go back to Madison's bedroom, and now she's dumping all over Emily. They're lying in bed together.
1: Yes, and it, that's the thing. It's not. It's not really trauma dumping in any way, shape, or form. It's just dumping every thought that's come into her head over the past four years, oh, and yeah, really making is, up for lost time.
0: This is stream of consciousness.
1: Yes, and Emily's just kind of like staring at the ceiling, kind of like, maybe it was nicer when she didn't talk to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's at least what I. That was what was going through my head, where it's like, Emily, do you know what you've done?
0: Yeah. And Madison, pretty much in the middle of a sentence, asks Emily, she's like, oh, by the way, do you want to go to the dance next week? And Emily is like, well, I'm a bad dancer, but sure, I'd love to go. And Madison's like, oh, yeah, don't worry, I told everyone that you're a horrible dancer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love her. I really hope we see more of Emily.
0: Yeah, same.
1: I like her so much, and I i think it's good to have like her to balance out madison a little too
0: oh yeah and madison starts confiding that she's confused about you know jack and grace and their status <laughs> and emily he says something about you know like there's no guarantee that like you know you and jack are gonna last or something i didn't write down that part but yeah i wrote down madison's response which is there's really no guarantee about anything i could get hit by a bus tomorrow or i could choke to death in the cafeteria on a fruit cup mm-hmm. i think about these things i've always been an existentialist like even when i was a kid i was like wow this is fun but why is it a sandbox it's like gender roles in america
1: and then they just cut her off. And I would yeah. I would kill to see where she was going with that. Same. This very this very much reminds me of like the scene in the first high school musical where they like cut to Troy and he's just like obviously improvising to some random dude and he's like, Yeah, just look around and there's just like jello everywhere. <laughs> you haven't seen high school musical.
0: I have seen high school musical.
1: Oh, who was I thinking of that hasn't seen high school musical?
0: The devil?
1: That's right. It was during my weekly poker games with Satan. <laughs> mm. That explains it. You two remind um. me of each other, so <laughs> Shut the
0: fuck up. It's the red hair. <laughs> um so Madison, we go to Madison's bedroom. Oh wait, no no no, we just did this. Okay, we just so we, we, we just to, we
1: were we were we were just in Madison's bedroom. Yeah,
0: sorry. We go to Jeff's restaurant, Ken and George are enjoying dinner together, and Ken, this is where Ken can never be George's therapist, because Ken is doing trauma dumping.
1: Yeah.
0: He's fully trauma dumping onto George.
1: Yeah, and he's like, you can tell that his interaction with Lauren's mom has really brought up a lot of feelings of anger and just, like, unsatisfaction with. You know, Lauren's mom and like who she chose to marry. Mm hmm. Because she thinks that the surgeon that she is married to is a fucking clown.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And she's angry and that he... Jason wants to follow in his footsteps. And
0: yeah, Ken is just upset. And every time he talks about her, he refers to her as his wife. And George yes. keeps correcting him, saying, ex wife. And Ken says, when you have kids, you're together forever with you, whether you like it or not. Okay, so that's kind of true, but that also doesn't make
1: her his wife. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you're in each other's lives forever, but that doesn't mean you're married forever.
0: How is this guy a family therapist?
1: I thought that too, but I didn't know if I was being too judgmental, so I'm glad that you thought
0: that. No, Um, I mean, you don't have to be, I mean, as someone who, you know, works in the mental health field, you don't have to be a perfect person to, like provide services to people but I think it's like if you're working with couples and like families it's probably you should maybe beneficial have a for...
1: of family
0: yeah and like even divorce because sometimes divorce is the best option and like yeah it's not a fa- it's not a moral failing
1: no it's just also it's funny that George has to be the one to correct him all the time because George went through like he's still calling in his wife even though they're divorced
0: mm-hmm so we go to ricky and amy in her bedroom i said with the door open question mark
1: yeah dumb as shit this amy girl
0: for real um amy says that she can't kiss ricky it's too awkward and he tells her to close her eyes and while her eyes are closed ashley stands in the door way and sees them and ricky and her kind of like share a look and Ashley is so disappointed in them, you can tell.
1: Yes, and Ricky kind of shrugs it off and is like, well, let's make out.
0: Exactly, he's like, well, she already saw, so like, which the damage has already been done.
1: Like, Ricky, you asshole, you still have plausible deniability right now.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Like, and you just decide to commit. All you have to do is break content and be like, Ashley, no, I was just consoling Amy because she's been having a rough time because of Jimmy. Yeah. It's literally all you have to do. And then We don't have whatever messy-ass storyline is coming up next episode.
0: So we're at the Bowman household. Oh, sorry. I just have one more
1: comment. Um, When he's convincing her, he says something like, look, you just stand there, I'll do all the work. Which, like, Mm -hmm. then how is she going to learn if you're the one doing all the work, Ricky? um also i wish ricky would teach me how to kiss because i think i am self-conscious i think i have poor skills so like ricky if you're out there <laughs> i could actually use the tutoring
0: we go to the bowman house kathleen answers the door because ben is knocking and ben is like is that jack's car outside yeah I... and kathleen's like no but kath but jack and literally who should wander in but jack papas yeah. or whatever yeah um grace let him in the back and kathleen's like oh so grace let you in the back and then you two snuck up to the to her bedroom and he's like we were just talking
1: yeah and kathleen um, is like well now me and grace are gonna be just talking
0: yeah because ben is like um i think i'm gonna leave and she goes suit it your s- suit yourself then I'm going to go talk to Grace. She's yeah, like, she's kind of like, I don't give a... Ben.
1: Yeah, you two bitches do whatever you want. I'm not paying attention to you. I'm not going to host you.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to
1: talk to my daughter. If you're here when I get back, I don't give a fuck.
0: Yeah. So then Ben and Jack have a conversation that we see. And Jack, during this conversation, is a little bit of like a territorial bitch. And yeah. like an alpha male, which I don't like.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Whenever Grace is involved all of the lovable him- himbo in jack disappears mm-hmm. and he gets to be like a chest-thumping alpha
0: and but jack does say pretty early on that him and grace are not getting back together
1: yeah they're just
0: she friends. she likes ben and just thinks of jack as a friend and they have this whole conversation this is my note on it They say a lot of things, right? They go back and forth. They're talking about everyone that they're friends with. Yeah. And my note is, they say a bunch of words, and it is so far from the way an actual conversation would go. (laughs) We understand what's going on, Brenda. Please don't have these pointless exposition conversations.
1: But that's the thing. Like, truly, this could be a half-hour drama so quickly if they just dropped all the redundant, repetitive, and self-explanatory explanations.
0: Yeah, like, they're literally just saying words. Yeah. And it's, like, I was trying to keep up with this conversation, and I was like, is there anything of sub- of substance in this conversation? And the answer is no.
1: That's truly, that's how I felt about this entire episode. Yeah. Like, the whole thing, I'm like, I could have, we could have done this in three lines.
0: And this is the the, like, they end the conversation because Ben's like, how'd everything get so screwed up and jack says sex so that's so true sex is a villain that one on the head sex is the
1: antagonist of this program Mm
0: Mm-hmm. so then we go to grace's room kathleen and grace are talking and kathleen says that every family is screwed up like ben understands because his family is also screwed up remember leo's marrying betty the internet hooker which
1: don't love that
0: yeah um she's like adrian's dad is about to get married for the fourth time and look at amy's family and it's like
1: yeah don't love any of that yeah (laughs) also look Um, at where your family was already your mother cheated on her first husband um your father was a patriarchal dick most of the time i hate mm -hmm. to say um yeah but yeah they're like nobody's perfect and then Grace is like, yeah, but if anyone was mm-hmm. Which is disgusting how they kind of lionize You know, like I'll give it to them, Marshall was probably a good guy To say he was almost perfect Yeah Even in death, I don't think we should ever try to think of people as perfect people
0: oh, absolutely not
1: I, I actively want everyone who hates me at my funeral Because <laughs> I want people to know what an ass I was to certain people Yeah. Maybe not everyone who hates me. I need, like, two dramatic people who hate me to storm in and be like, I'm glad the fucker's dead.
0: Yeah. This is just a side note. But because I just finished up my grief and loss class, and that's, like, all I can think about. Yeah. When I was home, I did ask my mom if she, like, had given thought to what she wanted her, like, death plans to be. Yeah. And she said that her and my dad both want to be cremated and like sprinkled somewhere cause she doesn't want like us to feel guilty for like not coming and visiting her burial plot and I was like well mom my number one favorite place to hang out in is cemetery so I would come visit you but like yeah. that's fine like if you want to be cremated that's fine um and I was like where do you think like dad would want to be sprinkled and she was like on a golf course probably and I was like ah! <laughs> I'm gonna dump him on a green.
1: Can I? Can I be the soloist in the <laughs> choir in the golf carts that takes you all to the green?
0: Yeah. Oh, when the saints
1: go marching in. <laughs> um, just make sure it's a windy enough day that it doesn't all just plop onto the green next to the hole. That's all. That's my only advice.
0: Okay. Thanks. I'll keep that in mind. But okay. But back to this grace and her mom have now like they're seeing eye to eye now that kathleen has basically insulted all of grace's friends families yes
1: and that's all grace needed was to hear that all of her friends had shitty lives
0: yeah um and grace then invites her mom to go to the dance with her next week and kathleen says that she would love to go yes
1: question Do you think we'll see this dance, or is this another huge setup all to nothing?
0: I hope so.
1: I don't really want to see a mother-daughter dance.
0: I want to see a gym set so badly.
1: We haven't seen one since the first episode.
0: And that was in the church. That wasn't even at the school.
1: I can guarantee you they'll use the same
0: gym. (laughs) I don't care. I want to see it. So, um, Tom comes in while grace and kathleen are finishing up their conversation and says that he asked tammy to get married and they're like well what did she say and he's like i'm just kidding i'm waiting for adrian
1: i forgot this storyline i was hoping they'd forgotten this storyline i don't want any more of this
0: yeah um we finished this episode in the Jurgens kitchen conversation between ashley and ann my first note is does ann hate her kids
1: i literally have Anne. please be a mom to ashley
0: <laughs> <laughs> you could tell ashley is so sad yeah and she's like dad so dad's not gonna go to therapy he's gonna try like just give him a few weeks see if this works out with ken and she says oh my gosh she says I don't even love dad best it's just like you have to help amy and i have to help dad and that's just the way that things have worked out yeah
1: yeah because she's like i know on the outside it looks like i love dad best just like from the outside it looks like you love amy best but both Mm -hmm. of us just know they're the two that need the most help so you help amy and i help dad which is heartbreaking for a 14 year old girl to feel that way like she needs to be her father's protector
0: yeah And she says that doesn't mean that we don't all need e- Each other My next note is that Brenda really Loves a big Ashley speech Yes and sometimes
1: I'll say it I liked this speech a little bit Cause it was just nice to see her oh, acting yeah. Like a person for the first time in like Five episodes
0: Yeah for sure
1: This also felt like an important conversation For Anne and Ashley to have Yeah Yeah just about like where they can actually show that they care and love about each other or you know
0: and i think this is okay well, so let me just finish it up and then i'll yeah, say yeah, my yeah. thought but of course, of course. ashley begs and to stay a little longer and and she's like i you know amy really wants to go to the dance with you next week but also like i would love it if you could come because i love you mom
1: Yeah she's like I don't need you to go to the dance But I'd really like it if you did
0: Yeah and Anne responds And says I love you too Ashley So I think it's really Like when they set it up When they said that Anne needed a sign From George or Amy Or Ashley to stay It's like really hard Because George had already given her so many Like he went and he brought her flowers Yes. He went and like begged her to come home. He told her that he loved her, that he wanted to marry her again, that he didn't care if Robbie wasn't his son. Like he had given like those can all be interpreted as, as signs.
1: Yes, I'll also argue that the signs meant the least from him because he has a history of making empty well, promises.
0: No, and that's what I'm getting to. Okay, to. sorry, then, like, sorry. The I didn't others. Want to hop in. No, and like the signs from Amy would be like her saying that she needed help or that like yeah. she missed Anne or that she like likes spending time with her. But those are all like regular occurrences from those two characters. And so it's hard for them to like up the ante to something that would be interpreted as a sign yes. for their like weird ass family structure. And that's because the, the, like
1: for both of them there's something directly in, in it for them that they right. want Anne back.
0: <laughs> and so like the only one who like logically could make Anne come back that they could write and put in the story is for Ashley to make like any level of like affection known yeah. to Anne. Yeah. And, like, it, she literally could have been, like, you don't smell. And Anne would probably be, like,
1: i am back. back. Yeah. Yeah. But. And that's what's wild, because when it comes, to, between, like, Ashley and Amy, Ashley's the one who's been, like, actively campaigning for Anne to come I know. home. And she's been doing, putting in the work and coaching George on how to get her back. But Anne yeah. doesn't see any of
0: this. Yeah. So. It makes sense that it's Ashley because it realistically couldn't be George and or Amy. Yeah. It's just like not possible. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. We're going to assume that Anne stays because of that sign.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to assume that the, the television program is over now. Like, that felt like a series finale to me, right? To you two, I right? I
0: hope so. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna go try to watch episodes for next week, and I'm gonna pray that they don't exist.
1: I don't think they should.
0: So. I think this, this show... Is, mm,
1: oh, I didn't have a real on. thought to oh, okay. end with, but...
0: But this has been Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Aaron.
1: My name is Jesse.
0: And... This was Season 2, Episode 18. Let's try that again. You can follow us on our socials, at your 2 gay friends. We have a Patreon, a TikTok, an Instagram, and a Twitter. They're in the description. You can leave us a review and rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That's super helpful for us. You yes. can send us an email at sl with Jesse and Aaron at gmail.com. You can... Um, leave us a voice memo on Anchor. You can follow our other podcasts. You can follow Jesse himself on Twitter at GoJesse2K20. Yes. Um there's all these things you can do and they're in the description. So Yeah. I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, and I hope that, you know, you really just dive into existentialism. Like what is a sandbox? what yes. are american gender roles
1: and i hope you feel comfortable enough asking your mother to a mother-daughter dance
0: may we all
1: and you know what i can say that because again 80 percent of our listenership is you know women
0: <laughs> yeah so anyway goodbye goodbye <laughs> 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 I <sighs>